brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shiver me timbers. Fast Okay, it's that time again. Time for another Turder Treasure episode. This episode's pretty packed with some stuff in here. We've got The Fall, which is a game on the Nintendo Switch. We've got Garage Bad Trip, another Switch game, which is a top-down shooter that I had a chance to check out. Followed by Azure Saga Pathfinder, which is a PC RPG that Mr. Christopher had a chance to look at. And we've got Dragon's Crown Pro on the PS4. And I have the PS4 Pro, so it's the best edition you could look at. We've got Paddington 2 from Michael. Michael had a chance to watch that with uh, his wife, Blair. And all I will say is fictional bear. <laughs> we've got 420 Massacre, which is a interesting title that we were sent that Michael and I had a chance to look at. We've got Omen Sight, which is a PS4 game that I had a chance to look at earlier this week. And we're going to close out the show with Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a special Blu-ray that Michael loved. I know it's something, a big piece of his childhood, and he'll go into that into the review. So, without further ado, let's have a look at The Fall on Switch. Today we're looking at The Fall which is an action-adventure side-scrolling game published and produced by Over the Moon Games. Uh, how do I get into this? It's pretty interesting. It's a side-scrolling, uh, spelunking, Metroidvania-style game uh, where everything is about how the shadows appear in the game and you're using your flashlight to illuminate things as well as interact with the world around you, create new items from other items that you find or use them to solve puzzles and move forward. You're playing as an AI that is controlling the suit of the pilot within the suit and you're trying to find uh, a way out as well as to a way to heal the pilot itself. It's, it's kind of reminiscent uh, of the style of those games where you play basically in the shadows and you're moving around within that realm and then light plays a very vital point to this game as far as illuminating what you can do what you can't do and it's just a very very cool game yeah this is going to be a quick one here because i don't want to reveal too much of the story 
at the same time, I feel like you have to sort of feel it to believe it. The controls are pretty tight, considering that it's one of those games where you're moving around. It's almost a point-and-click adventure with Metroidvania aspects. The audio is ambient and pretty suiting to the game itself. The graphics are great for the, the Switch specifically because it's perfect on the go or on the big screen. There's not too much detail or anything that you'd lose going to a small screen versus the big screen. And it's definitely worth checking out. I'd say check it out right now on the Nintendo Switch Store. Alrighty, Alex here to talk about Garage Bad Trip on the Nintendo Switch. Garage is a top-down shooter reminiscent of, I would say, sort of like a Grand Theft Auto, the early 90s, mid to late 90s Grand Theft Auto games, as well as uh, something like the original Postal, I guess. It's the, the twin-stick shooter where you're moving around from a top-down perspective. It's gruesome, bloody, and very interesting. The graphics are very uh, pixel art is the way to put it, but much more detailed than your traditional pixel art from the 90s. And it has a very B-movie action, schlocky feel, a la the, the movies that would have come out in the late 80s, early 90s by Troma or any of the, the horror uh, sci-fi slash zombie genre. The audio is that sort of feel as well. It's got the very 80s, uh, kitschy, ambient sound that you'd find on maybe like a John Carpenter type movie. And the controls are tight and concise and the action's exciting. There's not much more I can really say about that because it's just a fun twin stick shooter. I say check it out right now on the Nintendo Switch Store. Okay, that was The Fall and Garage Bad Trip on the Nintendo Switch. Up next, we got Mr. Christopher's look at Azure Saga Pathfinder on the, the Steam platform. So check it out. Azure Saga Pathfinder is an indie RPG from Mass Hive Media that will send you back to the classic days of RPGs, hearkening back to the turn-based combat days without all the fancy graphics and voice cutscenes, and letting you use your imagination and sense of whimsy to bring the story to life. The game begins with Cinch and his droid Noid in the middle of a sci-fi space chase, with their escape finding themselves stranded on an unfamiliar and unfriendly planet, where they meet the High Priestess Clary, who might be able to help them figure out where they are and how to get home, though much more trouble awaits them than they had planned. My very first impressions when I started playing Azure Saga Pathfinder honestly weren't hopeful. The mostly static art in the story sections was jarring at first, but it did grow on me as I got accustomed to how the game tells its story. While it's not a graphically intense game by any stretch, the art is quite beautiful and gives you enough to build a sense of the world if you have a good imagination. The story is told via cutouts of the characters appearing on screen with their dialogue appearing at the bottom. The cutouts move around a little bit in strange animations, which I actually feel takes away from what is otherwise really good-looking art. The music follows this trend of being a classic RPG, with soothing orchestral tracks in the world and energetic battle themes when you fight the many monsters of the world. It's pretty much what you expect from an RPG, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's well-made music, and while it's not exactly revolutionary, it helps add emotion to your gameplay. And that's what matters to me. The combat is a highlight of Azure Saga Pathfinder. It's fairly simple, so it's easy to understand what's going on, but also adds enough unique concepts to make it its own battle system. Multi-attacks, where you line up abilities from all three of your party members to cause a special effect in combat, feel good to connect with, and it's rewarding to formulate a battle strategy against your opponents. 
There's a version of Limit Breaks, if you're familiar with Final Fantasy, known as Fury in Azur Saga. Fury abilities vary in effect between party members, but are always handy and satisfying to let fly. There's a good variety of enemies, and they keep you guessing as to what they have in store for your party as you discover more and more threats in the world. Bosses aren't particularly notable though, as they are largely just tougher versions of a monster you've already fought a bunch in that level. And the majority of your fights are random battles. While I acknowledge that random battles are a staple of classic RPGs, whether it's a welcome inclusion is up to individual taste. For an extra bit of strategy, there's a crafting system that lets you slot gems into your items to give yourself an extra edge in combat. It's straightforward and lets you customize your gear to optimize your party for combat in the next level. Where Azur Saga Pathfinder falls a bit flat is storytelling. The plot really isn't all that engaging, and the pace is a little slow. The characters are also fairly plain and not very memorable. The story is quite predictable, so surprises and plot twists are few and rather weak. This is amplified considerably by the many grammar errors in the translation of the game. It sometimes takes a couple of read-throughs of a dialogue to understand what's being said, and many of the lines the characters utter when they win a battle make little sense, including, all attacks are meaningless, and I'm not being serious. As a credit to Mass Hive Media, they openly accept reports for grammar errors and are working to fix them as they can. I also had an issue with long load times. Finishing combat or loading a new area had me browsing through my phone to keep me occupied as I waited to get back into the game. I'm not sure if loading to an SSD alleviates this issue, but it was a consistent problem during my playthrough. Overall, Azure Saga Pathfinder is an enjoyable game, as long as you're able to get past a few of the trip-ups in telling the story. The combat was enjoyable, and it was the centerpiece of my experience. It's not a game I could see myself replaying, as it isn't all that deep, but it's well worth its price tag. Azure Saga Pathfinder isn't for everyone, but if you're looking for a classic RPG experience, you might want to give this one a look. Until the next adventure, this is Mr. Christopher for ThisWeekInGeek.net. Alex here with another quick one. This is Dragon's Crown Pro. Now, I'm only going to go into a little bit of detail on this simply because this is a game that's been released on multiple platforms in the past, and this is sort of an enhanced remake of it. Now, visually, this looks fantastic on the PS4 Pro in 4K. In the past, the previous releases already looked great and had that fantastic, unique art style. Everybody remembers the over, I would say, accentuated body parts of some of the characters. That's here too, but in glorious 4K. <laughs> now, gameplay is great. Audio sounds fantastic. The same, it's basically a port in every aspect except a visual upgrade of what was there previously, and it just runs buttery smooth on my PS4 Pro. So, great audio. Great visuals, updated visuals in 4K, awesome gameplay, and that's basically rounds out a perfect game when it comes to just a fun hack and slash side scrolling, you know, pseudo genre bending adventure. So definitely check this out in retail or at the PlayStation Store. Alrighty, time to switch gears up a little bit, and we're gonna look at a couple movie titles. First up is Paddington 2 which Michael had a chance to look at. He has the, the Blu-ray copy of that. And following that, we're gonna take a look at 420 Massacre from Film Chest, which is uh, an interesting title, <laughs> to say the, the least, that Michael and I had a chance to review on DVD. So, without further ado, here we go with our video reviews. We're gonna be checking out Paddington 2, coming to us from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, this is a movie that came out 
and I didn't quite know what to expect. I know the first Paddington was fairly and unexpectedly well received. The sequel didn't quite know what to expect. I just know I saw a bear twerking against glass and it's kind of amusing how that scene kind of plays out. But anyway, so the story of Paddington 2 is Paddington is still living with the Browns in London and he wants to get a birthday present for Aunt Lucy and he doesn't have a lot of money so he has to go get a job. And he finds this awesome pop-up book that explains London. And through a series of misadventures and misunderstandings, he gets framed for a crime he didn't commit and is sent to jail. And what follows is a well, I guess a whimsical kind of adventure as he basically befriends hardened criminals who I'm sure are murderers and psychos and he befriends a cook named Knuckles uh, to make the perfect marmalade sandwich at one point. And it's kind of ridiculously over the top in certain points, but some of the musical numbers are kind of fun. But it's a fun movie and the thing I liked about Paddington 2 is it's appeal to not just kids because there is some slapsticky humor in here in fact there's some great physical comedy bits and like i said a twerking bear on glass is more amusing than you may think um it's a throwback to a more innocent type of kids movie i think the type of kids movie you'd see come out in the early 90s and mid 90s where it was goofy concept with animal but here i don't know there's just there's something very 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 heartwarming about Paddington 2 that I like. Now to talk about the Blu-ray itself, there are special features like Paddington, The Bear Truth. There's also a music video. There's the magical mystery of Paddington's pop-up book. Um, and my favorite special feature, How to Make the Perfect Marmalade Sandwich, which because of this stupid movie, I've actually been stocking up on marmalade. I know it's not great for my diabetes, but I can't help it. I love a good marmalade sandwich now, you stupid fictional bear. Um, so the special features, they're more there for the adults as opposed to the kids. But if you grew up on these books, they're probably worth uh, checking out. Now, that being said, is this movie worth buying? Well, that kind of depends. If you have young kids and you're growing up with this right now, I'm going to say it's probably worth buying if you can get it at a decent price point. I might say wait for this one to drop a couple bucks in price before you pick it up. Now, the movie, like I said, the movie itself is great, but I don't know if it's something you're going to go back to a lot, unlike, say, the first Paddington. I don't necessarily know that. So, Paddington 2... It's worth watching. I might say wait for it to pop up on a streaming service or if you can get it um, at a decent price. If you see it on sale, definitely grab it then. But I'm going to have to recommend going against picking it up at full retail right now as I just don't know whether you'll go back to it over and over again as some of the gags you see it once and it plays out. So that is Paddington 2 coming to us from Warner Brothers home entertainment yo 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 alex here and we've got something a little different for you i got a package in the mail from film chest they're a dvd releasing company that uh has stuff sort of all over the spectrum from old tv shows to sci-fi to in this case stoner horror we've got 420 massacre but i'm not alone today no he's joined by me mike the Birdman dodd the 420 massacre to sum it up, it's the story of five girls who decide to go away on the aforementioned 420 weekend to celebrate one of their friend's birthdays. They decide to go up into the 
mountains of California whilst they run across a drug operation, which is, uh, well... Fairly extensive. Fairly extensive, and they discover that people don't like their drugs being screwed with, so they eventually start getting knocked off one by one as in the opening, I guess, I wouldn't call it like a prequel scene, sort of like before the credits roll, really. Um, a stoner comes out, discovers all the weed, and puts a lot of it in the backpack, and then that sort of sets the events in motion of, of the film. Yes, the weed monster, man monster. Yeah, see, we thought it was a monster. No, it's just a guy in a ghillie suit with a knife. Who loves his weed. Who loves his weed. He's like a former soldier. This movie, it's all over the place in terms of what message it's trying to send. Actually, it's weird. If you were to cut out the horror movie elements of this, you get a really weird female bonding movie. Because it's not terrible, this movie. That's the weird thing. It would be easy to hate on this movie, but you kind of can't if you look at it objectively. It's that sort of weird balance of, of indie coming of age i guess a little bit yeah it's almost like coming some, of age mixed with your your 80s 90s slasher it's kind of like someone came out of college and said okay i want to make a really cool um emotional movie yeah but i got money for a horror movie can we do both is kind of the pitch that i imagine this happened with and the guy who worked on this um he's not unknown to Hollywood. He's done a lot of he's done a lot of TV, a lot of smaller projects. I can't recall his name off the top of my head right now. But, but he did Honey Boo Boo, right? Yeah, I think he was one of the camera operators. No, that was the cinematographer for this. Oh, did. that's right. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Uh, as well as the voice and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the movie is technically competent. Um, however, though, one thing that annoys me is the camera is just a little too hot. And what I mean by that is, whites are too white and certain th colors that are very bright are oversaturated. Yeah, it's a little washed. It has sort of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre yellow-brown tint to everything. Yeah, it's got like this whole Tobe Hooper kind of now, vibe to the it. the blood is still red. Yeah, the blood's still red and it's not that comical George Romero orangey red. Um, speaking of blood, there are several creative kills in this. However, they're spaced out kind of weird. This movie's pacing, if it does have any problem, it's the pacing. Yeah, you'll find that it has a bit of a lull for about 10, 15 minutes, and then it's kill, 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 and then back to lull, and then kill, kill, kill. Ultimately, the best part about this movie, it's the last 20 minutes. There's yes. a guy in this name, Jim Storm, I think, that, Jim or James Storm, one or yeah. the other. And he, who, who we thought, or, or I thought initially was the wrestler, but but it's not sadly fact, not no in fact it's actually a actor who's been doing this for 50 years or more yeah he was in i think dark shadows or something back in the 60s uh and then uh trilogy of terror the pilot that never went anywhere in the 70s lots and lots of genre pictures over the years pretty much one or two direct-to-video movies every year yeah and he called david carradine from kung fu uh the legend continues a dick uh, sorry, kind of sorry, yeah, in, in the special features, there's an interview with him, and he calls him a colossal dick. <laughs> Which is hilarious. There's also a interview with, with some of the cast. A lot of the women talk about how they bonded and stuff like that. It's pretty standard fluff material. And then there's a, a commentary as well that goes a little more insight into the, how the picture was made. So you're going to be asking yourself, is this movie worth it? Well, you know what? If you want a good direct-to-video movie... 
you're not going to find it here. However, that being said, is this movie worth a watch? Yes. I haven't seen a stoner slasher flick. I've seen stoner horror before, but not stoner slasher. So you're not going to get the Charles Band evil bong experience here, though there is a bong kill. Um, Pretty creative one at that. You're going to get something a little different than what you may expect here. Um, I think you can rent this on Amazon for like three or five bucks. Yeah, $3 or so, and then it looks like $10 to buy digital and about 12-ish dollars to buy the DVD. So you know what? At that price, it's not terrible. It's not bad. Anything more than that, I probably wouldn't recommend it. But under 15 bucks, yeah. you're not wasting your time. You're going to get something fairly entertaining for you and your friends to watch. Just don't go into this expecting like Stanley Kubrick. No, and they found the right price point. And also releasing it around 420 as, as a, a marketing thing is pretty good. Now, it's going to be interesting, you know, up, up here in Canada when everything becomes legalized uh, after July, after Canada Day. Is this going to be a movie that picks up, and, and is this going to be a genre we start seeing a lot more of? I guess we're going to have to wait and find out, and that is 420 Massacre from... Alex. And me. It's getting to be that time. It's almost the end of the show, so we've got Omen Sight on the PS4 to look at, followed by... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's what we're going to close out the show with a creepy-ass clown movie from Arrow Video. And I had a chance to watch it with Michael, and I'll tell you right now, if I was a little kid watching that, it would have scared the ever-living crap out of me. It was absolutely horrifying for what it was with all their costumes being practical effects. And quite amazing, actually, how good the restoration looks on it. But again, he'll go into that in more detail. So we've got Omen Sight and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. See you later, people. Alex here to talk about Omen Sight on the PS4. Omen Sight's published and developed by Spearhead Games. It's an action-adventure uh, style similar to a Majora's Mask type game where you keep repeating the day over and over and over again. Uh, it's all taking place within one period. Uh, you play as the Harbinger. It's a sort of celestial figure that's tasked with preventing the apocalypse. So in order to do so, you team up with several colorful characters which you repeat the day of uh, from their perspective over and over and over again, but you interact with the world and can change the outcome of the events that happen each time. Uh, it's a very interesting concept and it's handled quite well. The action is spot on, it feels, the controls feel tight and great. The graphics are this really cool, uh, almost like watercolor mixed cell shading. It's, it's very interesting, you'd have to check it out. The audio fits the game perfectly. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I feel that it enhanced what was there. There's uh, a very interesting feature of the game, just the repeating aspect, make you want to come back and play, and it never feels boring or, or that you felt that you played the same thing twice. It's uh, it, it's just sort of interesting how it all comes together that way. Uh, I would say it's a very, very good game, and I would say check it out now on the PlayStation 4 store. We are checking out Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming to us from Arrow Video. And I've got a small story to tell with this particular title. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of those movies that came out in 1987 and as a child scared the ever-living shit out of me. You might be wondering, Mike, it's Clowns from Outer Space. How could you possibly be scared of that? Well, because I realized that aliens could come down from outer space and look like anything they damn well pleased. And that very thought 
terrified the hell out of me when in the beginning of the movie you see the spaceship fly down and it looks like a comet I totally figured oh my god alien spaceships could be coming down at any moment now what the hell am I gonna do and it terrified me the story for killer clowns from outer space it's relatively simple basically there's this small seaside town and killer clowns from outer space land and these uh, couple of kids that are out make out point basically notice it go to check it out and hilarity and murder ensues over the course of just a little under 90 minutes the movie is tremendously entertaining especially as a nice slice of 1980s horror comedy this would be about the same year i want to say evil dead 2 came out so it's not unusual to see that horror comedy blend the people who made this movie the kyoto brothers are people you definitely recognize these are the same guys who worked on Ernest scared stupid if you see stop motion in hollywood these are the guys their work is very identifiable and there's been talk of a killer clowns 2 for like 25 years hopefully it's going to happen in the next couple of years or at least that's what i hope now this particular blu-ray uh, comes to us from a 4k scan resolution of the original camera negative and it looks phenomenal like literally this is probably one of the best looking blu-rays i've seen for a horror movie in quite some time though i did have one negative thing to say about this the default audio mix for this is stereo if you go into the settings for this you can actually set it to a 5.1 dts mix which makes it a hell of a lot easier to understand what the hell's going on but obviously not the way the movie was originally intended to be seen there's also tons of special features on here there's one called let the show begin which is the anatomy of a killer theme song which goes into the dickies and how they created the sort of battle of the gladiators that do 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 and there's a very iconic riff if you recognize horror movies that's definitely what it comes from there's also uh most if not all the archival features from the 2014 midnight release from mgm from a couple years ago there's um all the Kyoto Brothers movies from when they were kids, which I think is actually a rather cool little bit of uh, film history for you to see how they grew up making these little monster movies. Um, they got conversations with the actors, the actresses, clown auditions. There's a little thing on the props for the movie. There's your typical trailers, your blooper reel, deleted scenes, that sort of thing. Arguably, this is one of the stronger horror releases I've seen in quite some time. And from a company like Arrow Video, I think this is something quite special. If you love 80s cheesy horror movies, then Killer Clowns from Outer Space is something that absolutely cannot be missed. This is a film that impressed me back then and terrified me then. Now it makes me laugh. John Vernon of Batman the Animated Series fame appears as Officer Mooney in this movie, and uh, it's a memorable role to be sure. So you should be checking out Killer Clowns from Outer Space from Arrow Video on Blu-ray. Okay, that's it for the show this week. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll be back, probably in the next week or two, as we've got so many things to review with it, as everything's been rolling in. We've still got some stuff from Film Chest to come out with some TV reviews, as well as a bunch of games that are on the horizon. This coming weekend, you should see on the Twig Proper Show a review of 
the Shantae game, the complete edition that came out for the PS4 uh, from me. And I'm not sure what else Michael's putting out, but he's got a few things on the go, and I know Mr. Tristor does as well. So I'm just actually, at the last minute here, I'm going to throw in an extra review just to, to give you a little something extra. I'm putting in Masters of Anima in here. So you'll see this here at the end, and then uh, we'll see you again next time. Hey there people, Alex here with a quick one, one of our game quickie reviews for Masters of Anima. Now this is an interesting game where you play as the protagonist going after his uh, fiance who's been kidnapped and you get to control little minions that are elementals and it's sort of a hybrid between an, uh, an RTS, uh, an action game, an RPG. It's sort of an amalgamation of everything. It's pretty interesting in how it plays that way. Now, I will say some of the minions are kind of pointless. Some of them don't really work the way you want. The controls can be a little off in that you'll be trying to click on something and move around something and it just doesn't quite get it. You have to get to the right position to do it. So there are some issues with the controls, but that doesn't take away from the game as a whole. I found that it was very... Very playable, very interesting and fun. It's got your sort of basic fantasy storyline. Nothing to write home about, but it's just a fun, interesting game to play. The, the graphics, like I said, are pretty... Pretty is the best way to put it. It's very, very appealing to the eyes. The audio uh, is fine. It works with it. It's nothing that's going to blow you away but because it, this is an indie title. But it is very, very... Uh, engrossing and engaging to play. I would say definitely check it out on any platform that you, that it's available on. It's just very, very well done. Okay, son, now you're starting to scare the viewers. Just act normal. I'd ask you to do the same, but I'm afraid that ship has sailed. Why are there so many ostriches? But you have a game that is dipped in the ha Ropey, thick, window-cocking <laughs> So guys, we'll be right back right here on This Week in Geek, only on thisweekingeek.net and many other sites where I syndicate this crap because I'm a media slut. <laughs> I like turtles. Loose like your mom. That's right. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? Me likey tater tots. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net for more geek content. And subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can call our voicemail live at 817-717-7202. Follow and message us on Twitter at thisweekingeek. And check out our Instagram at twig underscore official underscore podcast. And if you're the good old-fashioned email type, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll see you next time. And remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. And check out our Instagram at twig underscore official underscore I just squirted. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.